If you could meet someone famous, who would it be? That's a real question. A couple of answers. Okay, Andrew Garfield. Tom Holland. Got a Spider-Man kick going on here. Uh, someone who hasn't played Spider-Man. Yeah. Taylor Swift. Okay. Here's the question, though. What would you talk to them about? No, because, like, it's pretty, like, it's pretty obvious you're going to ask them for an autograph or to take a picture with them. But, like, what, what, what type of conversation would you have? You can put your hand down. <laughs> that, that one was rhetorical. <laughs> because I, 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 think, I think if I were to meet the celebrities I'd like to meet, it would be really easy to, like, say, hi, can I get a photo with you? But then to actually have a conversation with them would be rather difficult. And I wonder if we fall into the same problem with God, that it's really easy to ask God for something, but to actually converse with him, to talk with him, that, that seems to be more difficult, a little more awkward. Because the reality is, it, it's just, it's hard to do. And so what we're going to do this evening is continue our little series called Back to the Basics. We're looking at, at some of the fundamental practices of the Christian life. And so last week we talked about reading the Bible. Uh, this week we're talking about prayer. And, and my, my goal tonight is not necessarily to give you like a detailed formula for when you pray, as much as to help you understand what's happening when we pray. And so we're going to do this by looking at, uh, at the purpose of prayer uh, the practice of prayer, and then the person to whom we pray. So to, to really talk about a process or a practice of praying, we have to understand what we're doing. So like, imagine that I'm trying to get down to Playhouse Square or to see the, the All-Star game. If I don't know that that's where I'm going, that that's my purpose, it's really hard to make the correct adjustments to get there. And it's kind of the same way when we pray. If we don't understand what we're trying to do, it can be rather difficult to do it. And so what I'd like to propose to you all is that what we're trying to do when we pray is respond to God. Um, it's responsive speech. See, we don't believe that God is like the watcher from Marvel's What If series, that he's just like off in the background trying to see what happens. We believe that God is intimately involved in his creation. And one of the ways that he is involved with us is that he's spoken to us, which is why reading the Bible is so important, as we saw last week, because it's the word of God. It's breathed out by him. And so prayer is our response to what God has said, which is very different than how we typically pray, right? Our prayers often reflect the conversations I have with my kids. Like, I'll be talking to Doc Darcy May about something. Like, maybe I'm trying to explain to her why jumping off of that chair is dangerous. And she will, in response, say to me, you have cookies at your church, which is funny because it's random. But, but notice, notice what happened there. I tried to start a conversation with her because I care about her, and she completely ignores what I've said and just says something else, whatever is on her mind. And that's often how we pray, isn't it? We pray for the things that are on our mind as if we're the ones starting the conversation. But prayer is actually a response to the conversation that God has started with us. And so when we pray, we are responding to what God has said. So how do we do that? If you are here last week, you, you actually already know. Um, there's a lot of ways you can do it. This just seems to be one of the more simple ways in my mind. So last week we talked about... Um, 
how to meditate on the Bible, to reflect on what God has said. And we said one of the ways to do that is to look for the three Ps. Does anyone remember what they were? Remember one of them. Yeah. Praise. Good. Okay. What was the second one? Pardon, yes. And the last one. Petition, yep. And so you can find these three things in some degree in any passage of Scripture uh, that, that you're studying. And so one of the reasons that, that thinking this way helps us is because it becomes like a template almost for praying back to God. It, it, it closes the communication process. So real quick, let me show you how we can do this. So this is Psalm 117, which, fun fact, is the shortest chapter in the Bible. It's only two verses, and it says, praise the Lord, all nations, extol, which means to praise enthusiastically, extol him, all people, for great is his steadfast love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Now it would take, it took me, what, 20 seconds to read that or whatever? But if we were to meditate on it, if we were to start to think about it, we might say, um, well, we could praise God for his steadfast love, which speaks about not just his love, but his, uh, his loyalty, his generosity, uh, and how that's played out in, in our lives in a number of ways. And then we think about pardon and say, well, there's definitely been times this week where I have not been praising God for his generosity. In fact, I thought he was withholding something from me. We can confess that because uh, it's, it's wrong thinking. And then petition, we could say, uh, petition God to help us see his steadfast love so that we can join in praising him. Uh, that, so that's the meditation process. You can then take that and use that as your template for, for, for praying back to God. So, so if, if I was trying to pray this, right, I might open up, once again, praising God for his steadfast love in my life, how, how he has, has faithfully cared for me and my family, provided in a number of ways. And then I might move into confessing or, or seeking pardon for those times that I didn't praise him. In fact, I questioned whether God even cared about what I was going through, but, which is ridiculous because when we look at Jesus, it's quite obvious how much he cares for us. And so I would be asking him, to help me better see his steadfast love, his, his faithfulness that endures forever. It's a pretty decent prayer, I would think. And so all, all I want you to see at this point is how our meditation on Scripture actually jumpstarts our prayer. It actually gives us tracks to run on. It gives us um, conversation help with God. Uh, see, oftentimes what happens when we talk about Bible reading and prayer is we treat them as opposite things. You either read the Bible or you pray, and you like one and you don't like the other, and we hold them like they are opposites. But re really, you need both of them to converse with God. If you just read the Bible, all you're doing is listening to someone talk. And, and, and if you only pray without reading the Bible, all you're doing is talking, Neither one of those things are communication. You need both. You need them to, to, to come together. 
Otherwise, we misunderstand what's happening when we pray. Prayer is not a ritual. It's not a task. It's part of engaging with the God of the universe. It's responding to what he has said. Now, you might be sitting there thinking, but Caleb, what about my request? What about the things that I want to ask God for? When am I supposed to do that in this scheme of things? There's a place for that, too. And if we look at the Lord's Prayer, which we're going to do later tonight in small groups, but there's certainly a place to petition God, to ask him for your needs and the things on your mind. But all of that needs to, to take place after considering the person that we're praying to. See, oftentimes we treat God rather impersonally uh, when we pray. We kind of treat him like he's a vending machine. Like we, we, we pull out our coin, our, our prayer, we stick it in the slot, and then we select whatever item we want to be blessed with, whether it be good grades on that important test or to, to get the winning shot in tomorrow's game or whatever. But when we pray, we aren't using a vending machine. We're talking to the king. And when you talk to the king, you make requests. You don't make demands. And sometimes the king will say no. And this is often why people aren't interested in praying. If God's not going to give me what I ask for, why even go through the process? So let, let me share something with you about prayer that once I heard it, it just it changed my life, changed the way I look at prayer forever. Here it is. When we pray to God, he will either give us everything that we asked for or he will give us everything we would have asked for if we knew everything he knew. So let me say it again. God will either A, give us what we ask for, or he will B, give us what we would have asked for if we knew everything that he knew. And this is really just a fancy way of saying that God always acts with your best interest in mind, even when things don't, don't go your way, even when, when your prayers go unanswered, uh, even when horrible things happen, God is still acting with your best in mind. And here's how we know that. Jesus, of course. Did you realize that, that God shouldn't listen to any of our prayers? Uh, the psalmist in Psalm 66, 18 declares that, that if he had cherished sin in his heart, God would not have listened. See, the, the only person that deserves to be heard was Jesus. He's the only one who, who never cherished sin in his heart, and yet his one request went unanswered. On the night he was betrayed, Jesus beseeched God, my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. See, his prayers went unanswered. His prayers were given the rejections that our prayers deserve so that in him our prayers could be answered, could receive the reception that his deserved. That's why we can be confident that in Christ God always responds and responds for our good because we share in everything he has. And so, so let me try to bring it all together. What is prayer? Prayer is continuing the conversation that God has started. Yes, there's a place to, to, to bring our requests to him, but primarily what we're doing is responding to God. We're continuing the conversation that he started. And our meditations on scripture, on his word, is an excellent springboard for doing that. Because prayer ultimately is not about getting something but about engaging with someone. 
So I think the writer of Hebrews aptly closes it out for us this evening. In light of, of, of Jesus and all that Jesus has done for us, he says in Hebrews 4, 16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need.